A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems, too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and, of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. The Square Ball Podcast. Welcome to the show. It's brought to you in association with Levi Solicitors, isn't it, Michael? It is, yeah. LeviSolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball for your 10% discount. Apart from the big three services that everyone knows about, Will's probate conveyancing, what's your favourite one that Levi's do? The professional negligence, definitely. Professional negligence. I think this is what the the Wolves fans were calling for, wasn't it? I mean, there was one Wolves fan appealing to Twitter that a a Wolves fan lawyer may want to take on a pro bono case to Mm. prosecute referees. Like, get them done in some way. Yeah, report them to the... It wasn't entirely technically what they were going to get them done for, but they like they needed getting done. They've been a lot of professional negligee, hadn't they? Mm, that's the one. They needed that sorting out. Moscow White's here as well, as uh, me and Michael. Usual three. I think there's a lot of anticipation built into this this episode. When A, when Leeds win, we get to have a bit of fun. And B, when you see the sort of meltdown we've witnessed in relation to this, which has been quite, quite something, hasn't it? Um... But without further ado, let's, should we just get straight into the clips? Because, I mean, normally we would sort of introduce what the show is about. But I think it's been put best. Is it Talking Wolves who've done this? Mm-hmm. Kindly done our intro for us this week. And I'm sure there'll be four old men on a Leeds podcast that will bisect everything I said and, and, and have a laugh with it. Just bisect it, so we're cutting it once. Yep. What makes you think he's talking about us? Three old men, actually. Yep. Three. And when you add up our ages, it's only 124, collectively. Not too, it's not too I bad. I think you've it? overestimated that. I think you've been, he's fallen into the trap. This beard actually hides an incredible visage of youth. I had to grow this because I kept getting ID'd buying cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the only reason I actually, I deliberately make myself look older than I actually am mm-hmm. because I'm always being mistaken for being younger than I actually mm-hmm. am. So this sort of drew me into a, uh, a safe realm where poppers and fags, I can buy all, all that I need. <laughs> Good lad. Same with oh, me. I have to trying, um, trying to reach across and ruffle your hair there. Not you. I've well, I have to bick this on an almost hourly basis to yeah. keep it at, at this level of shine. <laughs> just to, yeah, just a little bit like Moscow, just to try and just to try and add a few years on. Maybe he was talking about a different bisecting podcast, though. There's no evidence that that's us. Well, what about this then? Is this further evidence? I lost my head. I think it was last year when there's a <laughs> there's a Leeds podcast, and I don't know. I can't remember the name. Square either. ball. Probably when they chop up all the walls back, the reaction. Honestly, honestly, Dave, I've had so many, so many. I think, I think Finn got caught as well on it as yeah. well. So. so because we do the fans react, they had. I sorted their podcast out for them. That you know that they, they had it, and I, I lost my head. So <laughs> I am hoping that um, if we win, I'll mention it on my reactions to see if they put it in their podcast. Narrator's voice. They Head, didn't win. And heads were lost. <laughs> heads were indeed <laughs> lost. Um, yes, that is us. That's the show, and we have to say as well. I think we have to doff the cap, don't we, at this point, and say the self-awareness, having a laugh at yourself, is what it's all about. I mean, we're more reasonable than some Wolves fans, but we can be pretty unreasonable, can't we? I mean, that's the point, isn't it? Can we? Um, it's all about head retention. 
<laughs> Once that's gone, you're really you're floundering from that point on. So as long as you had you retain head, then you're in a reasonably safe ground. But it does not seem, judging by what is coming, that Wolves fans as a as a generality, I think heads may be missing. So that was uh, that was Connor, wasn't it? In the uh, in the preview, yes. Having a little chuckle there about the prospect of appearing on propaganda yeah, this hi, week. Connor. It'll happen to you. Yeah. You may be young now. <laughs> <laughs> so another 10 years of watching Wolves. Jaded, cynical. Anyway, this was uh, the team after the game. Once again, Wolves have been cheated, robbed out of a clear penalty early doors. We should have had a penalty. The Samedo chance. I was on the opposite side of the ground. I was in the south bank. It was down the north bank end and I thought it was a penalty. VAR checked it. But once again, don't even give the, the referee the opportunity to go to the monitor. Oh, it's not clear and obvious. Well... That rule for me is a load of bollocks. The the whole clear and obvious thing. It, for me, it should be, if this is a game-changing incident, a penalty for me is a game-changing incident. It should be taken seriously. Um, I've looked at replays. It seems and looks, it sounds like it's a penalty. And again, a, a massive opportunity for, to, for Wolves to get themselves back in the game. Uh, but obviously, it wasn't, wasn't given to us. It wasn't, was it? No. Mm. Sounded like a penalty? Did it? Yes, a new one is that. Did it smell like a penalty? <laughs> it felt like a penalty. It felt like one. I like the opening like uh, salvo on that as well. It's like, um, I thought it was a penalty. I was bloody miles away where I couldn't see a thing. <laughs> I was on the other end of the pitch and I thought it was a penalty. Right, well, uh, maybe not. But then I suppose if you've then seen it on replays and still uh, sticking to your first instincts that you, you observed through a telescope from a different stadium, then maybe, I mean... I mean, we were listening on the visual radio. Mm. Didn't look like a penalty to me. No, no. I mean, speak, speaking of the um, the visual, the visual radio and David Phillips, shall we? Um, shall we? Shall we? Are he's getting on? Oh, Philip. Oh, Philo. 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 If you're not familiar with who uh, we're talking about here, this was the guy who was on the international feed because the Premier League put in teams, don't they? Commentary teams into every game. Every game is a broadcast standard game. Um, well, you said, bro- you said standard. broadcast standard. Well, not always. There mate. was a bloke there. Uh, we should say thank you to Totally Leeds as well for uh, basically doing your job for you here. You were going to put together this compilation, but they did it for you. At, they did it, at yeah. Totally but, but we'll hear from. I think we'll choose to hear from um, from him in little bits just yeah. throughout the show. I mean, we don't. We don't as, talk- as we did during the game. So you get yeah. like a five minutes of football, and then I mean, to be fair, this David could go. This could easily go for ninety minutes. The way uh, this has gone this weekend. So anyway, here's here's fellow. He was the um, the co-commentator on the Premier League worldwide feed, and here's what he had to say. Sure, that's a penalty. Why haven't we been given it? It's a mystery to me. We. More from, more from him later. Why have we not been given it? Indeed. Well, um, we've got plenty of Wolves to get into, so let's do the game mega mix. And this is how Leeds fans saw it, is it? Yeah, there was an awful lot of stress came through in this, mm, which was, I think was felt in the studio. It was quite a stressful game in the sense that it always felt completely out of control, didn't it? But when you get to the end of it, I think, as we said on the match ball, it felt like a lot of fun when you know what the outcome is. Can we please play Wolves every week? Because I think we could have deflected a couple more into our own net and let them score a couple more from 40, and we still would have found a way to win that game. Uh, we did everything we could to shit down our own nest, and we still managed to win by two. When Wolves, Wolves got it back 3-2, I just, just went up into my room, put music on, and, and just just hid from it all. Um, couldn't cope with it this weekend. <laughs> but yeah, this club is is something else I think Rob said midweek that we're, we're becoming a normal club and I think the players heard that and decided that they needed to put that right so 
Thanks, Rob. I think you've just taken about another 10 years off my life. So, <laughs> on to Arsenal. Oh, it's so much fun with a win. I've just turned 44 years old. I've got asthma. I can't keep going through games like that every bloody week. Jesus Christ. Um, we looked a lot better going forward. We took chances when they came, but we did ride our luck uh, at times for that. Um, the last 20 minutes, oh, jeez, um, just dragged on and on. Um, and the VAR decision at the end as well. Walking back to my car afterwards, uh, it was great to hear Wolves fans complaining about time-wasting by, by Melier and the referee not helping them and stuff. That's just like the ultimate piss-take <laughs> for Wolves fans to be complaining about that. But yeah, it was, it was a game we had to get something from. We got a win. Those results helped us as well. Uh, up to 14th, just fucking end the season now, please. Jesus. This team is going to kill me. Like, that was just 97 however many minutes it ended up being of just pure, unadulterated stress. Like, we're the only team in the world where we can go three up, like, three nil, and I'm sat on the edge of my seat going, there's no way this can last. How will it go wrong? And then it went wrong. And then it went right. I know there's a bit of a joke about the fan base that Leeds United are bad for your health, you know, not good for your health, etc. Well, when the fourth goal went in, I celebrated a little bit too much. Um, I went really, really dizzy, really lightheaded. My legs turned to jelly and I had to sit down on my seat and just get my breath back and just calm down a bit. And it genuinely got me thinking that I need to get a will sorted. Does anybody know any good solicitors where I can get that done? Shout out to Rob for saying that we were too normal last week. Uh, Two-thirds of the way through the second half, my watch, my smartwatch was telling me that I had to do breathing exercises. That's great. Maybe my cardiologist would prefer if, you know, a little bit of normalcy as far as Leeds is concerned. But the Furpo penalty chance, I don't know how you watch football every week and feel that that had to be a penalty, feel hard done by, by that. Last time we played them, literally their goalkeeper didn't get within a foot of the ball and punched Rasmus in the head and that wasn't given. So I'm not really that surprised and I don't really feel any sympathy for them. Trore, I mean, why go to the gym 70 hours a week to look like the Incredible Hulk if you're going to be upset just because someone pulls your, your coattails? Uh, and... Ailing's yellow versus Dawson's non-yellow was kind of crazy. Just felt the referee was ridiculously inconsistent there, but anyway. Get in, look at that sexy fucking table. What a weekend it could be. It could be the one that swings it in our favour, I think. It looks like none of that bottom nine group will win a game this weekend except for us, which means that instead of being kind of level on points with the Southamptons and Bournemouth at the foot of that group, we're going to be finishing the weekend up with the Wolves, and the teams at the top of that group instead. It means we can go to Arsenal next week and lose and not be cut adrift, probably not be in the bottom three, and it completely changes the complexion of them two games against Palace and Forest because instead of needing wins to close the gap and keep in touch with the group, two wins there now could take us out of it. Ah, the hope of the Premier League. You can go to Arsenal and lose and it doesn't matter anymore. <laughs> Looking hey. forward to losing the next one. It doesn't matter. Regarding Rob, he's not here to defend himself, so of course we can go in on him. He's young, he's under 30, is Rob, which, again, his name absolutely in the mud with those boys at the start who were saying that we were four old men. Uh, I'm sure Rob would not necessarily agree, but we will break Rob. You can tell he's, he's saying daft youthful things like Leeds are normal. It was something I had considered under Gracia. It's looked, it's looked like we're doing more normal pattern of play stuff, mm. like using the full width of the pitch, trying to maintain shape and that sort of stuff. That did look normal. Yeah. What happened at the weekend? I don't know. It was it was sort of normal for a large period, but then there were so many changes and there was a goal every 
20 seconds it felt like so it was it was an ever-changing picture wasn't it and with the red cards and and all it felt like there was not enough time for a normal game to break out in that second half oh yeah that was the second half up until the hour at 3-0 it was feeling too normal like dangerously normal Watford normal I ended up comparing it in the reports on the blog about last season when we beat Watford 3-0 and everybody was like done it safe all fine we just easy win go to a a team down the bottom and just roll through them 3-0 without any fuss because that was the thing about Watford away last year was it was kind of a bit boring but got the business done and really felt like a good result and uh, in the summer LUTV um, or actually it was the start of the season they had Rodrigo and Jack Harrison looking back at moments from playing together and Watford was one where um, they showed some of the goals and they were looking at each other going like thought it was done then didn't we and like yeah uh, that was a mistake and so I was a little bit worried at 3-0. I was like, this is all going too easy. You know, you just bring Rasmus on and he scores with his first touch. That's not very, that's not making life as difficult as Leeds life normally is. Bit on Leedsy. And within five minutes of that, the ball is sailing over Melier's head and it's um, it's going in and then Traore's on the pitch and it's all going wrong. And Melier's making that super save from Jimenez, which uh, kept it to, it was still 3-1 at that point. That was amazing stuff. But a lot of that stuff, is worth bearing in mind. A lot of Wolves generated a lot of the, the madness in this game. They were the one doing all the red card tackles and uh, should it be a second yellow? Should it be this? Should it be a penalty? Well, hang on a minute. All good points, Moscow, but this is what Dave Phillips has to say about it. And once again, VAR doesn't do him any favours. Yeah, there you no. go. Well, I mean, that was one down. of the... Uh, part of the, the increased madness was the second goal as well. And I feel like this needs throwing into the argument with all the Wolves fans where the oh, we should have had this, we should have had that. What were the Wolves players complaining about on Ayling's goal? Because five mm-hmm. of them ran to the referee going, that, you, can't, you can't give that, you can't give that, go and look at VAR. Look, absolutely nothing wrong with it whatsoever. Ayling had just waltzed away from his marker, got to the back post, got on the, back, the end of Mark Rocker's very, very good delivery. Needs noting that we took a good corner. Nothing wrong with it, but they were complaining about that as much as they were complaining about everything else. And at some point, when it gets to the end of the game, and there's a, tug on Drury's shirt referees probably remembering like this is like when they were moaning about the corner it's, it's like it's the 97th minute I just fuck off just, I said just fuck off I said that on the Phil Hay show but not in quite such um, colourful language in that maybe they saw like yeah they saw the shirts and they thought you've been at this all game just yeah. pack it mm. in you don't you don't help yourself sometimes yeah, stop like that was Drury's big mistake is stopping and going like right I'm having a free kick for that am I like, well no you'd fucking not because I'm the referee and you are uh, just shining from your arms. Moscow, it's all fine and well you saying all this biased nonsense. Mm. What we need is the view of some objective journalists, I think, don't you? David Phillips? Uh, or someone else? We'll come back to Philo in a bit. I don't, I don't, we don't want to overkill him, do we? Well, I know he's got a lot to say. <laughs> he's got an awful lot to say about everything. So, Are you, are you thinking of... Um, Going to see our the, friends, up there, the, the objective journalists at the Express and Star. Oh, of course, of course, those, those guys. These are the guys who caught me in a selfie at the start of the season. I've just remembered... They were in the press box at Leeds and when Wolves scored, they took a photo of themselves like mock celebrating so that they could seem like they're down on the kids on Twitter. And when they posted it, you can see me in between them in the background as like with a face of stone, a face of old stone, according to their, their friends from Wolverhampton. So yeah, I immediately don't like these characters without hearing uh, anything they've got to say because I never signed a model release for that. I hope Nathan's all right. Nathan was struggling. Was he? Yeah. In this video, he was very, very close to the verge of tears throughout on the prep sheet. I've included <laughs> included a couple of stills of his face as he's describing it. 
there is in that right hand one, and we'll see if we can add this to the uh, to the video version as well. Of he's looking like you know when a kid kind of gets upset about something, but they're trying to fight back tears mm. and they don't want to cry. <laughs> yeah, they they did that to me at the start of the season, so it's revenge. He's and he's fighting it back. Anyway, here's what you had to say so, so at the on, start. Should we go for on that? the intro? They actually they bookend this whole thing with something vaguely sane, yeah. but the middle bit. Not well, so I'm gonna, much. I'm going to say something and then com- completely contradict <laughs> everything I've said. We've only got Wolves to blame, apart from the, the next 15 minutes, which you're going to have to listen to. Wolves 2, Leeds 4. Um, this could be a long video, somehow, because I'm, I'm lost for words. On a variety of subjects, to be honest, uh, Liam, but I've got to say, and I'll tweet this after the game, regardless, and we're going to go through what was fair, what was unjust, what was, what was right, what was a complete disgrace. Wolves cannot blame anyone else apart from themselves. They have conceded four goals at home to Leeds United who are scraping for their lives at the bottom of this Premier League after a, a defeat against Bournemouth. That is completely unacceptable for me. So there we go. Objective journalists. Yeah. End the video there. There, there you go. It's a very fair... Conceded four goals. Oh, all right. I mean, say, we'll say three. To be fair, with all that noise going on in the background, I probably say oh, it's canvas because whenever <laughs> nobody's going to be able to hear us with the building site going on. But we'll just do this later. But go, but go on, they did. Well, yep, yeah, they did, and they got onto the the penalty, didn't they? Pretty Which quickly. is this? Is this the injustice or the complete disgrace? Um, of how we're classifying? I think these this things? is just. I think this is unjust. Is it the crime against humanity? <laughs> I think the disgrace comes later. Well, I think this was okay. just unjust. Well, I mean. Is it the criminal negligence? Be- before Is we it hear- the miscarriage of justice? Before we hear them on the penalty, we need Dave Phillips to... Just check in on him. Just to remind us what we should be looking out for here. Sorry, Tony, but why didn't he have a look with the penalty decision? It's the question everyone's asking, and here's what Nathan and Liam had to say. Um, look, we've seen the replays. It looked like a foul to me. Um, it looked like to the rest of the media box, it looked like a foul. We've seen the replays. Uh, I can half understand the referee not giving it. But again, we're going back to VAR, and for, for me, that's a nailed-on penalty. And it's a very brief check, isn't it? Very brief VAR check, and then and then we get on as usual. I mean, I think it's a penalty as well. I agree with you. Um, I, again, similarly to, to what you think, you know, it, it's not quite as clear-cut as, let's say, the Newcastle one last week, but, you know, we're, we're, we're pulling straws here. I mean, it's, it's a penalty. Um, I think from the tweets I've got, the majority of um, you know, broadcasters uh, in and around the building as well, well, are all saying it's a penalty. Lopati and his staff clearly think it's a penalty. Uh, the analysts up in the box here all think it's a penalty. What else can I say? I it's it's, it's I incredible. It's incredible, really. Steve Ball thinks it was a penalty. <laughs> and I'd love to see the the journalists that were in and around the stand, the ones that were around it, rather than in it. Mm. Oh, well, well, uh, why have they been locked out? I've not got the clip of it, actually, but at one point during the commentary... Phillips did say he said he'd like to see Rodrigo playing in and around Patrick Bamford as well. <laughs> in him. Which is... Mm. Oh, wow. Graphic. Which is quite, quite the just, image. Just Take, some, taking team bond into a, a whole other level there. Just some words I want to pull out of that. I half understand the referee not giving it, which by definition means it's a 50-50 shot. Yeah. I've watched it loads of times and I, I still can't really tell. But then the next bit Dan's going to point out is that when they say it's nailed on. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're basically saying everybody that they know who is a Wolves fan <laughs> or works for Wolves <laughs> thinks it was a penalty <laughs> and everybody who doesn't, doesn't. And, uh, also so, with confirmation bias. Yeah, I think so. And it was... I don't know. It's just, it just seems, I don't know why everybody's so upset about it. It could. It was piss week, wasn't it? It could perhaps have been given as a penalty, but it's not like it was a blatantly late tackle and it's not like Furpo was going over the ball trying to foul him. If it was given as a penalty, it would have been for being a little bit late in the tackle. 
the way that it's so difficult to see in the replays whether he made contact on the ball or not means if he was late on the tackle, he was late on the tackle by about, you know, fractions of a second. In the end, like, does that really, I know it matters because it's like, was it a penalty or was it not a penalty? But you've got to allow defenders to challenge for a ball in the penalty area. And if they are within a fraction of a second of winning it and there's no damage done to the other player and the ball just ends up going where it was going anyway, I don't think Furpo managed to influence the direction of um, what Samedo was doing with the ball. And it just like, play on for fuck's sake. It's a contact sport. It's not, and we can, every, every aspect of this penalty incident gets trumped by Saar punching Christensen at the start of the mm. season. Because there's, there's two completely different things. One was a player being punched in the face off the ball. The other one is a challenge for trying to win a tackle in the penalty area. Neither were given as penalties. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> do, you do, think they, do you think they will shut up? I don't think they will shut up. Should we find out? And then, and then explain to me what happened at the end. Explain to me, first of all, the fourth goal. Then, then it goes to VAR. The pull. We can actually see the pull back in the shirt. We can see that. We, I mean, it's just the most obvious, obvious, obvious foul in a million years. Referee comes over, looks at it, sees it. F you, Wolves. I'm not giving this. I'll give you, I'll give you the goal. Honestly, I'll give you the goal. And then pandemonium on the bench. And then it just goes from, from bad to worse. Bad if, I don't, if I don't laugh, I'll cry. Yeah. And that's why I, it, it is laughable. So, we see all of this erupted in front of us. We're watching replays and what bloody hell's going on here. Somerville put, pulls back on the Dharma. I think. I mean, it's literally. It's literally. Like that. I mean, it's not. It was rocker. I mean, it, 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 is, it, is, it is a foul. It's a foul. If you don't laugh, you'll cry. It was, it was rocker pulled him back, not Somerville. They, they, they've watched that many replays over and over again, been through it frame by frame. They don't even know who pulled the shirt. So it's like there's a Pruder film, isn't it? Liam's trying his best to encourage Nathan to laugh rather than cry there, isn't it? Yeah. He's going, if you don't laugh, you'll cry. And I can see... I don't understand you while you cry. I can see where it's heading. <laughs> so why don't we have a laugh about it? In, are, they, are they like manhandling each instead. other at this point? Yeah, it? Nathan's got him. He's demonstrating a shirt pull. Right. Although for some reason he demonstrated by like grabbing him around the neck and throwing him about a bit. I mean, it was a foul and they should have had a free kick, but funny though, isn't it? Dead funny. <laughs> Traore tried to have it both ways though, didn't mm. he? Because he didn't go down because honestly, Mark Rocker tugging a, a bit of fabric around his midriff is not going to bring down somebody of the size of Traore. So he shrugs that off and he's got the ball at his feet but then he sees Somerville coming and then goes, actually, I think I'll have this, I'll have this free kick, please. And football doesn't work that way. It's down to the referee to decide and then looking at the replays, it, was there enough on the, the shirt tug to impede Traore? Did he stop Traore from doing anything that he wanted to do? No. Some press-ups. What, what stopped Traore from doing what he wanted to do was the fact that he just decided he'd, he'd ref the game himself and... You don't get to make those decisions. And I I hope it was an FU to Wolves. I really do hope that the referee just went... Because the easy option, Leeds are going to win 3-2 anyway. Easy option is just go, you know, just to keep it all quiet. And they've been on at the PGMOL all week. And we've had loads of letters from them. And Howard Webb's been up here like three times a week trying to calm them all down. I'll just rule this goal out and then they'll all be happy. Leeds still get the win and it's all fine. I've had no real trouble from the Leeds bench. They'll be okay with it. They'll stay quiet. But no, the decision was, actually, fuck you, Wolves. <laughs> I, I am embracing the chaos, especially because it happened right in front of their bench as well. So he's like, yeah, they've all seen this. They've all got the replays that they can sit on the watch with the iPads now. Yeah, I'm just going to fuck this up. <laughs> it was a bit like the old, old-fashioned old parenting, where if a child cried, a parent would say, you want to cry? I'll give you something to yeah. cry about. <laughs> it was like... 
The goal stands. And it's, ah! it's, it's, the way they've been, the way they've been on at me all game. They're going to be going on about that penalty all week anyway. I may as well give them this as well. I was going to say that. Yeah, even and if, also, I'll send someone off too. Yeah. Even if they had disallowed it, they'd still have been moaning about the penalty. Yep. Yeah. So fuck it. Just give it all against them. Just, yeah. Grenade. Yeah. <laughs> do it all at once. Anyway, yeah, just talking about the referees and the PGMOL. They're obviously going to do something about it, aren't they? Are the PGMOL or, MOL or Howard Webb going to come out and say anything publicly? No, they'll just say, sorry, sorry, sorry guys, you know, sorry. We'll, we'll, we'll try not to do it next time. Sorry. It's not good enough. And, and then obviously... Premier League status is on the line. Every single thing counts, but sorry. I, I hope they don't say sorry. I hope they say, fuck you, Wolves. <laughs> because... They want to say, uh, what's the explanation for not giving, for not overruling Leeds' fourth goal? We didn't think it was a free kick. Also, because, that's it. That's the end. Because funny. Well, they're not going to say because funny if they actually do. Lol. YOLO. Um, they should write a, a sincere letter, but then the first letters all spell out something funny. Well, you know, we, you hear it a lot. Stop where, crying. You hear a lot where people are like, oh, we need them to come out and explain these de- decisions. And if they do explain the decision, it will be like this. The incident in the 97th minute was reviewed by the referee at the monitor. He looked at the footage and decided he did not think it was a free kick. Mm. So he gave the goal. The end. Well, what's the decision-making process behind that? Well, in his brain, <laughs> in his, he looked at it and he decided in his mind that he didn't want to give a free kick because he didn't think it was one. So it was fine. How much more explanation do you need? I mean, with, with both the penalty and the pull at the end, in a game, if you're giving free kicks for that level of contact, you are probably looking at an extra 20 or 30 stoppages a game, yeah. aren't you? Because that sort of stuff always happens. You're looking at Brendan Aronson's whole life. I mean, he never gets any, does he? Well, exactly. But... <laughs> so how, how like, Brendan Aronson was which left I, in a... Which I agree with, after Yeah, he was speaking. left on a heap on the floor several times during this game, as I imagine he is just like during his day-to-day life. And those weren't given as free kicks. He's having to like scramble after somebody as they're running away with the ball. Just as Traore would have done if he hadn't been standing there going, oh, well, I'm obviously going to get a free kick for this because I was on loan at Barcelona. It's just not, it's play to the whistle. That's all it needs to come down to. Indeed. But I think it is it is more complex than that. And, you know, Nathan and Liam are, I mean, what they do here is beautifully externalise what they are suggesting. We've got fans outside before we go, um, using the C word. Different C word I was using, um, to be honest, uh, when I was watching that referee pumps. Using the C word with, with the referees, with VAR, with everything that's going on. Um, where do you stand on that? Like we cannot stand here as, as objective journalists and, and accuse referees of bias or corruption. I think that's, un, I think that's unwarranted. Um, but you have to question, and people have to start talking publicly, why so many high-profile decisions are going against Wolves. Well, we'll reiterate my point from last week at Newcastle. It's not only Wolves. It has happened to other clubs, and it will happen to other clubs. But a lot of the biggest decisions this season, biggest errors, have gone against Wolves. Do you feel there's unconscious bias at this moment in time? And what I'm saying is, is you're, you know, Wolves are obviously very vocal on, on referees um, during the game, after the game. and the, yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. They're, they're not suggesting it because they're objective journalists. Moscow. Objective journalists have just been standing there crying. Yeah. And, but, <laughs> but you do have to ask questions. You do have to ask why, why so many of the major decisions have been going against them. I mean, is there recency bias here perhaps? Because as you said before, their goalkeeper punched our defender in the head <laughs> on the opening day of the season and didn't get punished for it when they should have done. It's also the trying to bring it all into like a together is like do you think there's this people are talking about this corruption or bias against wolves that a lot of decisions high profile decisions 
are going against Wolves, but they're also going against a lot of other teams as well. And maybe that's part of the conspiracy against Wolves. I don't really understand why what they're getting at so when the, they the bring that is, part of it. The conspiracy is, is to be bad for everyone. Mm. Well, yeah, which if it is a conspiracy, they're doing that very well. I would go along with that. From looking at some of the recent decisions, the, did you see the Newcastle one where Jimenez went around Pope? Yeah, Pope took a bad touch. He went around him. Probably was a foul. Jimenez, as he does, did go down like a sack of shit. I think Pope like got his shoulder onto him or something. It probably a penalty, probably a red card. They got that wrong. But at the time of that, Newcastle fans were kind of suggesting an anti-Saudi conspiracy. But then Wolves obviously are owned by the Chinese. Yeah. So we're getting a ranking. So right. the Americans at the top, yeah. then the Saudis, Chinese at the bottom. Where are the Italians? That's us, isn't it? Well, I think we're being lumped in with Americans. It's minority ownership. Though. We're Italian-American. Mm. Okay. The mafia, basically, then. That's what you're saying? <laughs> Actually, it's all starting to, to make sense, isn't <laughs> it? <laughs> all, make, all making sense. All making sense. There was a, a thread I saw linked on um, to one of their forums. Oh, I saw this, yeah. Jesus, some of the stuff on Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I mean, I know, look, it's it's a bit like Twitter, isn't it? Where you kind of, you vocalise all your worst anxieties and fears and stupid ideas and all that. But that was really mad, wasn't it? Yeah, the idea that there was the American owners had all got together. And even though American owners are not the American government and the, the Chinese owners of Wolves are not the Chinese government, they want them to do badly because of international politics stuff. Mm. So the, the American owners have lent on the referees mm. to make sure bad decisions are being given against a Chinese club because the of world politics. And they've paid off Wolves strikers to not score for a year as well. That's yes. all part of it as well, isn't it? That you know, and that's Deciding why, to leave Luke Haling at the back post. And, yeah, yeah, and that's why uh, Ruben Nevers was taken off. It wasn't a, a bad managerial decision. The photocopy version of Brian Ferry that they've got on the sideline didn't just like take <laughs> off their take off their best player for no reason. Well, for the kids. It was, it was mean, instructions look, from uh, on high. Again, once again, all good points. However, even at uh, normal speed, I thought that was a penalty. He yeah. did, even at normal speed. He did. It was about yeah. three days after it at that point, wasn't it? <laughs> Uh, listen, this conspiracy, though, I mean, we've obviously tapped into the government-level operation there, Michael. It runs quite deep, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I went trying to find other people talking about this. I've just realised the algorithm's going to be hammering us for this, by the way. I mean, obviously, I couldn't find anyone talking about it being a penalty, right. which makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think. Do you know what? I'm not suggesting there's a conspiracy. I'm just asking questions. That's all I'm doing. Mm. Just asking questions. <laughs> You can understand the Wolves head coach frustration with officials at the moment because of that history. Is he right to be frustrated tonight? Uh, not today. I can understand why in previous games, um, but today I don't think the argument's there because I, I think that... He thought this was a penalty. Yeah, I, I, I disagree. I, uh, I think we, we watched it. And the, the, yeah. There seems to be some contact from Furpa, but not enough. I don't, I don't think that warrants a... Uh, a penalty you can see yeah okay he touches Semedo a little bit but I, I wouldn't particularly say that's a penalty so um, I, you know I don't think he, obviously the manager's going to say otherwise this one I feel like Dawson's a bit of a lucky boy to get away uh, with a yellow card on this yes Harrison slips but especially when we see it from the other angle this one it, it does he, he ends up just going over the top a little bit and that's right on Harrison's ankle yeah. so it, again yeah. it's another one where the Wolves have been lucky there, I think. I mean, we've seen this week, haven't we? We've had the links exposed between the BBC, and that's from Match of the Day, by the way, mm -hmm. and, and the government. So if this American-Saudi government mm. thing yeah. is in 
operation. They've been back-channeling it. Mm. It goes all the way to Homes Under the Hammer, does this, because that was Dion Dublin you could hear agreeing in the background as really? well. Really? Who knows if Martin from Homes Under the Hammer is involved as well. <laughs> I hope I hope to God he's innocent in all this, because and he's just collateral damage. He's a it, national but... treasure, is the man. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. So, I mean, that's too much of the day, people yeah. um, agreeing. We've got another couple of pundits coming up. Leon Osman is sometimes on call. Him, uh, Marco Bielsa, didn't he, once? But we'll, we'll choose to ignore it. And I never thought I'd say, would anyone like to hear from Michael Owen? Because I would. <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's do but it. Here we are. It's international coverage. <laughs> well, what you ask for is you get the big decisions right. And I actually thought the referee did that today. I thought the red card was, a, uh, was an absolute red card. I don't think there's any other decision to be made there. Um, and I even think that allowing that goal at the end, I think it was really soft contact and Traore was trying to get a free kick because he nearly lost the ball. And I loved what the referee did as well. He went over to the screen. He thought he'd seen a minor touch, went over to the screen and then thought, no, I think it's soft and, and carried on. And I thought, I thought the referee had a very good game. So I think, I think he's just really probably wrapped up in the emotion of a, a very emotional match his team had just been involved in. But I, I thought the referees, certainly part, the part he played was correct. Yeah, certainly VAR was, uh, was, was working perfectly today in, in terms of changing from a yellow to a red card. I think there'll be debate about the, the foul for the, for the fourth goal. Um, yeah. There's definitely a, a shirt pull. Whether it's enough and it goes back, I know we'll speak to Dermot in a minute, it goes back. There's a touch, but is it enough? There's a shirt pull, but is it enough? Is it enough to really pull him back, stop his momentum? And uh, as you say, as Leon says, he, the referee's gone to the, the screen. He's obviously been able to see the shirt, but he's probably thought, do you know what? It's not enough. And, uh, and I've got no huge problem with that. Leon Osman and Michael Owen all in on it. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, just before we get onto it, I just want to know what Dave Phillips thinks, that's all. Unlike the cor- incorrect call in the first half, which I still believe was a penalty. <laughs> still thinks it's a penalty, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, he does, he does. It's interesting on the, the Johnny sending off and Dawson's booking for the one that Harrison had to have stitches in his leg about, that the referee didn't actually give either of them as red mm. cards. It needed VAR to upgrade Johnny's to a yellow, upgrade it to a red from a yellow. He gave them both. He was pretty, um, if I was going to criticise him from a Leeds perspective, that's two pretty bad tackles. So he was just like, yeah, fine, you can do them again if you want. Mm. Yellow card, just have another go at them and see if you take the other leg off if you like. And they were both. I think the, the Dawson on the Harrison one, when he gave it as a yellow when I saw the replays, I was a bit like, that's a bit close to a red. But 
when it wasn't given, I was like, ah, yeah, okay. Mm. Bit more annoyed that then Dawson went, uh, wrapped himself around Bamford and put him on the ground straight after. No, no, I, no, no. While Dave Phillips was saying <laughs> that he's uh, he's got like again, it just doesn't add up how he he could be saying that Pat Bamford had gone down far too easily at that point when Dawson was round him like a face hugging alien, and then Triore should have been a you know we should have had Mark Rocker up. Actually, it should have been Somerville should have been taken out and uh, and dealt with for for tugging at his shirt. But yeah, the Dawson one on Harrison, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, that was a pretty bad tackle. Yellow card, he's a bit lucky. Fine. I think the general mess of that thing, because there was a slip from Harrison, yeah. I think I think he got away with it for that, probably. Because yeah, and you it, which is Which is a mitigating factor, isn't it? Because he didn't expect Jack Harrison to be where he was, I guess, because he fell and it all happened very quickly. Yeah, but I think, I'm guess trying to put it in the context of everybody thinking there's this conspiracy against uh, Wolves. You could have just gone right straight red as soon mm. as seeing that on um, Dawson and then Johnny as well live he could have just given that as a red card straight away if he really had it in for Wolves but um, it must have been they, they've, got, they've, got to, they've got to cover it up Moscow you've oh, got to remember they're all acting was it David Coote on the VAR yeah yeah famously good actor so yeah. he was uh, yeah make it look believable give him a yellow but then we'll upgrade it well we've already established the government links was it China Saudi yeah, and you've got, to, you've got to remember the Saudi, inclusion. the Saudi US arms deals and stuff that get done too. Yeah, back channeling all that. that and makes then, you think, so it? we know that's why they got to the BBC. They also got to the international coverage, presumably because of that international trade deal. They've also got into uh, big podcasting, big as well. podcast, yeah, the football ramble. Yeah, um, as far as well on the face of it, independent, but it really. Well, do you I, believe that? Have a listen to this. I've got a confession for you after this. Dawson was lucky to stay on, wasn't he? My goodness, mm. I thought that was a. I couldn't believe VAR never looked. Well, maybe they did look at it and they decided not to. You, you know when a player gets a booking and he's just sort of almost like gives the ref a thumbs up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, that, that's fair. That yeah, is yeah, definitely yeah. fair. That was very much you're, your line. <laughs> you're, you're so good at your job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and let's never talk about any of that. It's done, it's done now. Yeah. It's done. Julian uh, Lopetegui wasn't happy though after the game. He said, you could make a book on decisions that have gone against Wolves since he took charge. Well, the also one went for you. Uh, but one win in the last six for Wolves. Yeah, they've had some shocking decisions go against them, to be fair. In, I mean, in I, all I three don't think any of them were in this way. game. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, pull it back, lads. Make it seem believable. Uh, my confession is that um, I was sat next to Marcus Speller from the Football Ramble. You know, when we went to the FSA yeah, Awards. Awards so I started pouring poison in his ear saying, listen, when the conspiracy reaches uh, Wolves later on in the season, just go with our party line. Make so, it sound good for Leeds. The whole reason the Football Sports Association was set up, wasn't it? Yeah. So that conversation could take place 10 Indeed. years later. Indeed. I think, I think Wolves fans did win something once, actually. I think the, um, they won one of the diversity awards once, which, again, probably just to keep them happy. False flag. Make it, yeah. make it seem like... Make it seem like... <laughs> Every time I say these words, I'm worried about what the algorithm's going to do because they're getting bumped down on, on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they, got to, they not only got to... Um, Big podcasting, but the MSM, I believe that the kids call it that these mm-hmm. days, uh, are in on it too. This is Robin Cowan from The Guardian. They, ha- they have been on. I don't, to be honest, I don't think any of the decisions against them in this game they can really complain about. No, they can. Can they? They, well, can, they complain a lot. Do you know who disagrees? <laughs> Come on. Let's hear from Dave. <laughs> Surely, Michael Salisbury, if that was a case with the penalty in the first half, why didn't they ask Michael Salisbury to come off and have a look at that one? How costly will that be in the first half, that penalty decision, which, which doesn't go their way? Makes you wonder. We do have a revelation actually coming. This is, I'm just um, forward selling for you to stay with us because big shock plot twist coming up, isn't there? But let's not spoil it just yet. Um, where should we go next, Michael? Should we go to Dazzling Dave? 
Yeah, let's I feel, have I feel a bit Dave. sorry for Dazzling Dave putting him in this because he seems like a really nice bloke. He, he does, doesn't he, really? And and far he, too reasonable to And he goes this. with his dad and his mate and they all seem quite nice. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, he did, he did a vlog from inside the stadium, so... So it this, was inevitably funny, unfortunately. And this starts at half time and then kind of unravels from there. Yeah. Refs lost complete control. Melee at the end leads time wasting. So, so from the sixth minute, as I say, holding on to the ball. Melee calls in the middle with the Wolves player trying to get it off. Anyway, 1 0 half time. We've got to really go for it second half. We need something out of this game, if not the victory. <laughs> Coffee. Start of the second half. Who's at the back post? Nobody. There's nobody defending that back post. It's a tap-in, really. And Wolves are 2-0 down. I've absolutely battered Leeds throughout this match, apart from the start of both halves. And they've had two shots and both have gone into the net. And we're 2-0 down in a game that we can't lose. Unravel the VAR crew. I really like. I don't mind leads as, as such. such. <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of other bits in there, like uh, the whole the Premier League don't want Wolves in them thing just doesn't make any sense to me because I think Wolves are one of the cooler clubs. 
because they do the disco light show before every game and so they buy into all the the razzmatazz yeah, yeah they make a big deal of the Premier League anthem and stuff and nobody else does everyone's a bit, everybody else is a bit embarrassed by it but Wolves seem to really dig it the who, Gold Wolves who, who else has an oily player who else has a, a Wolf logo and is actually mm. called the Wolves if you're trying to it's, the market has dreamed the Premier League would love the entire division to just be full of teams called the Wolves and the Peacocks and the the Badger men and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> Badger men. It would be Is that Newcastle. There would be uh, the fighting magpies. It's a, <laughs> um, the kits of gold. It's all they're they're a, and they're a pretty cool club in that respect. And I don't think anybody wants. To, it's a big city ish and big stadium ish. When they've sorted it out, it's still trying to. So there's loads of reasons why Wolves are a decent Premier. You'd want rid of Bournemouth for crying out loud first. <laughs> then and when you uh, think as well about the um, the people that the Premier League allows in like Todd Bowley do you know anything about football no fine buy Chelsea Saudi Arabia what's your human right don't worry about it buy Newcastle if you want it's different people yeah uh, but they're letting them all in in order to get Wolves out are you going to go and buy scum you already own Paris Saint-Germain nah don't worry about it I don't think the Premier League really cares to that level unless it's something personal where because they do they get together and have those uh, meetings don't they where all the chief execs are there unless the Wolves one like talk too many biscuits at a meeting or something like oh, we can't have we can't invite him to these again He's, he just hoovers up the buffet so if we get Wolves relegated that might be the conspiracy if you remember this point last year it was exactly a year today wasn't it we beat Wolves and the conspiracy then was that the Premier League didn't or, well whether it's the Premier League or UEFA I don't know but there was a conspiracy to keep them out of Europe at this point last year mm. having already kept them out of Europe with the decisions to this point the focus has now shifted yeah. to get them out of the league completely. Sort of working away, aren't they? Like one goal yeah, at a time. Yeah. But yeah. you know how you overcome those conspiracies? Is right. you get some really good players, mm. a really good manager, you stop arguing with referees so that they're sick of you and want to send you off all the time. Because the expressing star bozos were saying that as well. Where it's like, <laughs> were we, uh, you know, are we, are we victims of the fact that we're always giving it back to referees and stuff? Yeah, probably. I don't think I yeah. don't think the referees like that. Occam's razor, you know, the, mm. the most obvious explanation is normally the right one. It's, oh, it's if these... you've had five players sent off this year, is it because you're a bit dirty? Mm. And is it because you know you keep screaming at us when we're trying to do a VAR check? Are we a little bit disposed? Like the whole thing with um, the substitute being sent off, people saying, "Oh, well, the, the the linesman walked backwards into him." What's he doing there anyway? Why was he in the position where the linesman walked back into him? Because he was screaming loads of abuse at him from two yards away, in miles away from the bench. Outside the technical, not, not just off the bench, but outside the technical area. Yeah, so there's probably yeah. enough in the general behaviour to say that's a red card without the collision. So there's not really any grounds for overturning it. And it's just kind of, yeah, so on um, the other bits, he said some interesting things about how Leeds played, the fact that we attacked twice effectively once at the start of the first half so until we made it 1-0 front foot forward looking give it to Nanto cross 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 score a goal and then from that point on that's the moment where we went right cool it defend this and we did defend it for the rest of the time not sure how I really feel about that but Gracia said afterwards that was the plan to to get a goal and then uh, stay in the lead and then uh, second half as well we started second half bash, 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 get a goal 2-0 and then, right, well, we'll really defend this and it was all good. And then the um, nobody at the back post, it wasn't only Ailing who got around the back for that goal, but there was the one where you thought Mark Rocker had... Was it Rocker? It looked like we'd really badly overhit a corner and actually it was because Weston McKenney was coming from yeah. about 80 yards away. I think um, we'd spotted that there's some back post ability to profit because the Wolves... They have, they, don't, have they got Jesse they Marsh in charge? 
Hey? Well, we don't. So that's why there seems to be a little bit more intelligence to uh, our play and a little bit more. Maybe we can start on um, shooting from free kicks can be the the next thing. Because yeah. um, I mean, what did you not like about Pat Bamford's strike? What I, what I didn't like about it particularly <laughs> God. was the next because but he took it. I felt, uh, I felt. Has there ever been any a free kick with lower expectations? I felt really sorry for. Um, <laughs> I felt really sorry for little Brendan Aronson and all that because first he wanted to take that and Pat was like, no, 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 the. The left, come on, man! The the, the left foot slice. is in the crowd. Got to hit this like a JCB, <laughs> and then moments later, obviously Brendan Aronson had the opportunity to play Bamford through. He's like, "You didn't let me take that free kick. I'm going to have a shot." And the way Bamford went off at him, he's like, "I thought he was going to bury the poor soul in the <laughs> ground." Um, we need to be nicer to Brendan in general because uh, Pat isn't being nice to him. So somebody's got to stick up to him. Stop being a big meanie and to Brendan. Let him take a free kick. He's not going to score. Well, you're just as bad as as you were, but at least he gets to try. And I was going to say, meanwhile, Max Verber, who's good at free kicks, stood behind him all going, I don't know what these lads are up to anyway. Do you know what I'm thinking about? David Phillips? David Phillips again. Sorry, that is a free kick on Traore in front of the Leeds bench. He's got a little pull in his shirt. Oh, not the penalty for once, anyway. No, he's moved on. Oh. I think he does get back to it one yes, more time. he did bring it up. Should we, should, we, should we get back on to David, actually, talk about the other things we found out about him the revelation that to me feels like the payoff at the end I don't know about you okay we'll keep it um, yeah keep let's, it let's keep this, let's build, keep his dark secret build the suspense let's return to Always Wolves fan TV Dazzling Dave who's now outside the ground then with his old man oh he's he's, he's dad bless him he's sweet isn't it it's the I whole find, thing is sweet I find like his, his relationship with his dad quite nice too yeah. but here they are still being cross uh, regular viewers of this channel will know that we're very measured normally in our response for I am really really boiling inside today uh, and I don't go on a rant for, <laughs> I feel like it's surfacing and I'm going to pop. Uh, we're going to come on to that in a minute. First of all, we're going to speak to Magic Moss, my dad. How are you doing? What are you thinking? I say we often puffed again, David. We can't score goals, but we get two silly goals away. But the, we've got to try and beat these refs because the refs force the game again. And that's VAR. I'm absolutely disgusted with it. Now, if you're a Leeds fan, you're going to say we're watching this through gold kinky glasses. Of course, we are. We're biased, and obviously, check up on these refs. Hold on, it. Does anybody check up on these refs? Because nobody seems to be looking. I don't understand why nobody checks on those really bad decisions today. And he put Wolves out of the game altogether because those really bad decisions. Uh, we just take a time to warm up, does my dad? But like, let's let's just uh, rewind and go yeah, on to the game. Point though, isn't it? God bless that man. The things he must who's have said at the end. That's the other bloke who's with him. Let your dad speak. Does anybody check on these refs? Somebody should probably be checking what packages they're receiving in the mail. The way this has all been going, checking that there uh, there's a, a policeman outside the front door at all times to prevent any roaming wolves. He's a very Wolverhampton man, though, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's his dad. Enjoyably so, though, I think. Yeah, enjoyably so. And then, of cool course, names. Uh, Dazzling Dave. And not, Magic Moss. And Magic Moss, not noted for uh, for going on rants, but then does have a bit of a rant. And the momentum's growing. And then, of course, as what always happens, um, you know, the, the VAR, the Premier League, who seem to want Wolves to get relegated, a decision comes in, he's given a yellow, uh, he's gone in on Johnny, I've seen these given, I've seen these not going, but he goes to the monitor, he sent him off, red card, we're down to 10 men. Wolves, as I say, our fifth sending off of the season. How many how many uh, opposition players have been sent off against Wolves? Zip, zilt, zero. Last week, Newcastle, penalty through, red card, doesn't get given. 
We have a, have a thing we're sent off. That's five games, five players we've had sent off. I'm, 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 I'm just like, they just don't want to win. We carry on playing and being the better side, even with 10 men pushing forward. Um, and then there's a melee. I mean, the, you know, the seven minutes of added time. Leeds have been time-wasting from about the six minute. Uh, and then there's a bit another melee. It's, you know, Triori's brought down. He's gone through. It's a good little finish from Leeds for 4-2. Um, but it's a foul. The VAR, for once, tells the referee again to go to the bot, go to the to the thing. He goes, he looks at it, and he still he, he doesn't overturn it. He does for the Leeds thing, but he doesn't for us. It's four two, you know. And Wolves were pushing, and we got caught. And it, it just seems that week after week after week, we're talking about the referee and VAR. We keep talking about it all the time. How is this not even in itself out for Wolves? Even manages to send Nunes off who's not even on the pitch at full time, and 90 plus whatever it is, he's not even on the pitch and he sent him off. Don't know what's gone on there. So that's six players that we've had sent off. Yeah, and I've gone around, and I'm really like, it's a devastating thing. If you're a Leeds fan, you're probably enjoying watching this. Of course you are, and having a laugh. Fair play, I suppose. If I was a Wolves fan watching a Leeds thing, you, you would do. But, you know, as a Wolves fan, we just feel totally aggrieved. Leeds have not won away in forever. Bournemouth came down here, nicked it 1-0. And we've had another relegation rival come to Molyneux and they've scored four goals. They can't even score goals. They've scored four goals. It's ridiculous. It's pathetic. It's an absolute joke. Um, Dad, come back on that. Jeez, David, I agree with every word you said. <laughs> He's lost for words. <laughs> 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 Two and a half minute run up and yeah. I agree with everything. He yeah. needs a throw pass though. He's not lost for words. Um, yeah, he's like, you know, lose to Bournemouth, four goals conceded to Leeds. Not the ref's fault, is it? Not the ref's fault. Um, I've realised, I'd forgotten about this. There is another reason why. I loved how he kept calling it a melee. There was a melee. Another one that was a goal. And then uh, Wolves were whinging. That was what the melee was. Another reason why the foul, the hideous shirt pull, the attempt to strip Traore naked wasn't given to uh, to stop the goal being given, was that the VAR monitor was not fully mm. erected. Mm. They made uh, Michael Salisbury crouch. God. And I think... Um, Did he have to lie down? Near enough, because the telly wouldn't... It's on a... Like a sprung arm, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like a Johnny Five from the short circuit movies, isn't it? And it has to come up on a... It rotates on a, a stick. Um, <laughs> rotates on a stick. That's, and it wasn't... It's gaffer tape to a... Clothesline. Well, it seems to be that's what they've got at Wolves. I don't know if they're so like fed up of VAR going against them that they're now sabotaging the equipment, but the it wasn't fully extending. It was flaccid. And so <laughs> Salisbury had to, after waiting to see if it was going to be erected in front of him, decided he would go and meet it at its own level. So he had to crouch down on his haunches and try and... He probably couldn't get a clear view of it that way, so he probably said to Coop in his ears, he's like, look, it's like watching um, kids' TV when I was a, a child on the carpet with me. <laughs> Elbows and my ankles in the air watching um, Whacker Day or something. He's like, I can't make head and tail, tail of what's um, what anybody's done to Traore. If they can't be bothered putting the screen at a reasonable eye level, then no uh, no decisions should be given to there them. Hasn't, um, there hasn't been this much Salisbury-related controversy since those two Russian fellows went to visit us. Bloody hell. Um, regarding goals, I thought that was a good line. Um, regarding goals, they'd scored 20 before this game. We'd scored 31 and we can't score. <laughs> Yeah, we that's thirty-one points as well as you've covered. Yeah, many times. Yeah, 
Um, shall we return to uh, our friend Dave? Because I think he's still going. Or Philo. Go on then. No! That was the Rodrigo that goal, was, wasn't it? That was just yeah. his reaction seeing it given at the end. Just like, no! No! Oh, dear me. No. I, hope on, I hope on future commentaries he's replaced by Dave Benson Phillips. Yeah. Well, the first person I went to as well was Dave Benson Phillips when I heard the name. Because somehow I just never came across him as a footballer. He was like banging the middle of me having sticker books and stuff as well. I should have had a swap of him at some point. Yeah, I had a look before and I, I found I recognised him from his stickers. Did you? It's yeah. just completely He's quite, anon- quite an anonymous... Well, let's... Let's analyse this. Let's really drill down into it. I, I recognise him from his stickers in the sense that he fits the image of what I expected him to look like, which is quite an anonymous mid-90s Nottingham Forest midfielder. Mm. So whether I'm kind of, it's a trick of my brain that's going like, because he meets my expectations of what I thought he would look like. I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, I remember him. But whether it's just, he is like Nigel Jemson, but with a, a different face, yeah. it's sort of like that. But I can... If someone told you it was Steve Chettle, you'd kind of go, "Yeah, probably. Oh, it probably is." Yeah, but I do have vague David Phillips memories because I'm sure he. I remember him playing for Wales vaguely because he was. He may have been in midfield with Gary Speed. And He's stuff. got quite a generic name, hasn't he? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's why uh, David Benson had the right idea of like jazzing it up a little bit with the Benson. Well. um... Phillips played. He's always been a lead taking bastard because he played in the 1987 FA Cup semi final. At Hillsborough against Coventry, he played for Coventry on that day. So he, I mean, he won over us that day. So I don't know what his problem is now. Mm. No, fair point, fair point. But I mean, is he still dining, dining out on um, anything that happened in that game? Well, we've um, we've also discovered that not only did he play for Forest and Huddersfield, so you can see the the things sort of. Uh, well, yeah, you can see the evidence very acu- good. The evidence accumulated. Yeah, so uh, I suppose he won. He must have won the FA Cup if he was at Coventry that year, wasn't he? So an FA Cup winner's medal. Why doesn't he just be happy? He should be, shouldn't he? Um, before we give the big plot twist, then should we go to Morgan Bricks? Well, actually, let's let's hear from a subscriber who got in touch about David Phillips. Oh, okay. Let's stick with him. We've got we've got more information. We're building we're building a dossier on him. <laughs> is what I'm going to say. David Phillips, who was on the commentary for the international uh, coverage, was actually my primary school's football team coach, and he actually lives about five minutes away from me, and I see him around the town quite a lot so I'll be making sure that I remind him about the penalty when I see him in person for all the times he mentioned it I have never been so annoyed at him and he used to be my coach as well so it was weird seeing uh, him getting talked about so much having known him um, but yeah God he was so biased I couldn't believe it so we have we got an address <laughs> we'll get we're closing in I think our friends there <laughs> won't need to uh raise the topic with him next time he sees him in mm. super you know sometimes you bump into somebody a sandwich board on walking around town ringing a bell and they, <laughs> if they start talking to you before they're within earshot he'll be like that come walking toward right and I'll tell you yeah, that should have been a penalty Damn oh hi it. Dave I'm kind of I mean he's a, like, as you mentioned there he's a former FA Cup winner Premier League footballer and he was coaching a primary school football team right giving back to the community who, who coached it's one your, of the rare good things he's done who coached your primary school football team Probably one of the teachers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was just, I think it was like generically given to the one male member of staff, to be honest, at my primary school. It was normally a PE teacher, wasn't it? Well, it, you don't even have specific PE teachers at primary school, do you? You just have like... a show we did. Did you? Yeah, maybe. It was just like your normal teacher made you go into a hall and go... With and a whistle. Out, and like, yeah, and like when you made you go up and down some bars. Right. <laughs> and then you went outside and played a, an approximation of cricket. <laughs> but yeah, he, he, 
you must be a good school if you've got a former FA Cup winner. Yeah, I, I'd demand some sort of picture or plaque up <laughs> if that was me, I think. But yeah, I mean, possibly he was coaching there because of his son. Maybe he was at the school at the time. Could explain it. We'll come on to his son in a minute. Um, Morgan Briggs, let's, before we go, do Morgan Briggs quickly because the plot twist concerns his lad, doesn't it? So, Morgan, it's quite difficult to hear this one, isn't it? Yeah, he's a bit muffled. Yeah, recorded, it, get, on a, you recorded get, it on a potato. You get the idea. All right, so before we get into the video, I just want to say that I fucking hate Leeds. I fucking hate referees. I hate everything. I mean, fair enough. We're talking about at the start of the show, way back when, about, you know, destroying the optimism of youth. There it is. Absolutely done it. I, I think I preferred I don't mind Leeds as such. I was more comfortable <laughs> with that. Dave doesn't hate anyone. He's a nice fella. And I, I will say, actually, you know, in, amongst all Dave. the... Um, the bias on, of uh, and the one-eyed lunacy about the referee. Dazzling Dave does do a show afterwards where they had other people on and they've all calmed down a bit and they're like, yeah, it was a red card, wasn't it? And, and a couple of people on there were saying, well, it's not. you'd be kind of annoyed if that was given as a penalty against you, wouldn't you? And there's just a stony silence in the room <laughs> as everyone's like, maybe, maybe, <laughs> I suppose. Um, and just kind of yeah, pointing out that they need to maybe try to win some games and defend a bit better. As a way of, uh, as a, an alternative way mm. of, of getting some points. There is, there is a third way, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. In the, when they're in the ground, he's like, and then we were coming back into it, and sure enough, they've sent someone off yeah, for a yeah, leg breaking yeah. tackle. You can't do anything these days, can you? <laughs> anyway, what did we do to anger uh, Morgan Bricks so much? Let's find out. Time wasting. Leeds, time wasting. From the very second they scored their first goal, time wasting. It really aggravates me. Cheating, diving, fouling, melee. Got a, got a yellow card in 90 plus 12 minutes, yeah? In 102 minutes, time wasting from the fourth minute. Every time we got the ball, you know, the ball boy putting the ball down, Jimenez putting the ball down, going to take the goal kick. Oh, I'm going to pick it up, move it over here. Got a wanker. It's just, I'm, I'm enraged. I am enraged. I hate Leeds. I hate referees. I hate VAR. I hate football. <laughs> I mean, fair enough. We've, love all we, that. we've all been there, haven't we, at some That's point? That's all brilliant. And um, if anybody, I think he's talking about the lad in the stand moving the ball at one point his name is still the Malibu man yep. he prefers to be known so Rob tracked him down and it's on our website if you want to read the story the surprisingly high stakes story Jaden Marshall Jaden Marshall Malibu man is, I think he, he's happy to be known as <laughs> um, yeah the surprisingly high stakes story of dropping a ball behind a holding and the, the absolute displeasure he got from all the wolf stewards for the, the next <laughs> this is half why everyone hour. hates Leeds this is why you're all going down like, brilliant there's a almost a a little bit with uh, Brick Smith's relative here that time wasting from when we went in the league was kind of noticeable particularly because we've not really done this since Bielsa came it's not really been our style at any time to uh, to kill matches but there was definitely that feeling of and you could see it with the way Nyonto played as well at times where we were going to instead of surging over halfway with the ball, he's kind of going like, I'm going to stop. I'm going to let everybody get into shape. I'm going to give it to McKenney. He's going to give it to them. I'm going to get angry about it. <laughs> and that kind of repeated. So instead of just like going hell for leather, we really were noticeably uh, slowing it down. Melier, it's a bit hard to judge sometimes because I think it's 50-50 between. He knows he wants to slow the game down a little bit and try to, you know, reduce the game. And also he's looking at the rest of the team going like somebody please give me an option. There's always a bit of a, a 50-50 with him, but it was noticeable. I can understand why Bricks is all like time-wasting from the sixth minute because you could feel it from a Leeds point of view as 
that's a new thing for us. And, and coming from a, a Wolves fan who would recognise these things, yeah, to, yeah. See, to see them outdone on it must be somewhat heartbreaking. Well, Connor Cody's doing it with uh, for Deitch now, isn't he? That's mm. why he's um, doing it. But also, you know, it's an it's an uh, indication maybe how far we've fallen from the heights that we were at that now we need for the next uh, 10 games to go, isn't there? This is just what we've got to do, try and get in the lead and then just stop everything at that point. It's going to be us until until this is safe. And if we can keep pissing uh, opposition fans off along the way, fine. 11 games to go, Moscow. Not just 10, 11. Christ. And, and the last one is going to be against potentially Ryan Mason-led Spurs. <laughs> oh, Give him it again. I think uh, it might be. I was, I was texting my Spurs mate last night and he was saying... I think we'll give it to Ryan Mason. I hope it's still Conte. Yeah. He'll be, imagine how bored he'll be by then. <laughs> Just because they'll have, if they've got 11 games to go as well, 11 more press conferences like that. And then they're still like, nope, you got a contract. Turning up in flip flops with a can <laughs> <laughs> by the end of the season. Going full Just Steve Evans in a sombrero. It, throwing cans at <laughs> Harry Kane, but full time. <laughs> Fucking hell. All right, let's wrap the show up then because we've, uh, we've hit an, more than an hour. Bloody uh, hell. At the these time these of, things uh, are quite short when we. <laughs> When we lose, yeah, just, just nip through. We haven't even done any clips because the po- the point of this show, which we normally say at the start, but obviously those children at the start uh, were talking about those old men. They mm-hmm. introed it for us. It's it's the point of hearing what's been said in the football world this week because we actually won. We can hear from opposition fans, which yeah. is good. Square Ball's been doing this since 1989, before you were even born. Yes, before Jake Humphreys invented a podcast. Um, but um, we've had no clips from other clubs, have we? Just yet. We do have a couple more. On propaganda extras, bit more wolves in it too. More, more, there's a bit of wolves, bit of uh, external stuff. Um, same old Spurs who've um, they've decided they they don't want to follow Spurs anymore. Maybe that's how because they've decided to switch their allegiances to um, us. Not to give the story away, but maybe we could get Conte to do that for next season as well. Um, I did have a chat to AI as well. There is some AI involved in propaganda extra. I asked it why. I uh, love Luke Ayling so much and Chat GTP gave me an answer which we'll, mm-hmm. we'll do on Propaganda Extra. However, let's finish on the big dun, 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 revelation about Dave Phillips, the uh, the Leeds-hating former Coventry, former Forest and former Huddersfield co-commentator who was on the worldwide feed. Michael, take it away. Leeds fan, isn't he? His son. Yep. He was, uh, he was at the... Came across this one because he was tagged in when I was going through his Twitter account. Proper, trying to, proper web stalking. Trying him. to find um, identifying information, checking the tags on his pictures, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, trying yeah. to. I mean, we've got obviously a listener who's we can track him down to a supermarket or something probably. Yeah. Although I know where you buy meat isn't isn't necessarily <laughs> as much of a threat as I know where you live, is it? But if we can track him down to like a Heron Foods or something in, um, Foods. in the West Midlands. <laughs> Farm foods, maybe. The, I feel like they're Midlandsy supermarkets. But yeah, from the... It was weird actually. Found in finding this, I found some footage of if his forest. If his forest still be East Midlands, but that's tr- that's true. Yeah. Split hairs. Uh, Mr. Daw, who has done a video of the Leeds game, I actually saw myself on his footage. In, so there's me and David Phillips on one video. Makes you think, doesn't it? <gasps> Bloody hell, that's a big yeah, revelation. Because he, he's in the boxes by the by the Leeds end. Is Mr. Daw? Is he a friend of Mr. Window? He's a D O R E. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so David. And his son were there. Then his son was tagged in this post of them all in the exec box when it's confessed that he's a Leeds fan. And when you look on Lee Phillips, his son's Twitter account, he spent the day just getting pictures of Leeds players when he was a guest of Nottingham Forest, <laughs> which is quite nice. It's just full of uh, his Twitter feed is just full of him. So, do we think that Phillips's co-commentary was just a, he was singularly just trying to wind up his own son? It's possible, or he is genuinely annoyed. Does, does he resent him for like going? Poss- quite possibly to the dark side as he sees it, it. He looks fairly young as this son. I guess he's like mid twenties. So, uh, well, if if that if so is correct, I think he was born in nineteen ninety one. So yeah. Okay. 
Oh, is that full data? Full date of birth? 1508 That's not very clever. No, it's not a great idea, is it? Mother's maiden name, stick that in your, in your, in your handle as well. First pet. <laughs> we can probably work out which school he goes to as well, actually, from his dad being the bloody football coach there. We should stop now. <laughs> Before we dox in somebody completely. <laughs> Sorry, Lee. Uh, but if you are, yeah, if you are listening, Lee, uh, <laughs> he probably is because he's a Leeds fan. Yeah, you should be. Um, and we're only kidding. But yeah, well. I reckon, given his age, he must have been born around the time his dad was playing for like Huddersfield and Forest as well. And from that, he's managed to become a Leeds fan, which I can only think he's done it to annoy his dad. Which I mean, is fair enough. Which it? is great. Yeah. <laughs> which is all, all, all respect for him. Well, there we go. That wraps up uh, an extended propaganda for uh, for this week. Hope you've enjoyed. Uh, he'll be back after the international break as well. On it, and we'll uh, and we'll see what that brings. We'll speak to you soon. The Square Ball Podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 